Hey, everybody, and uh, welcome back to the Indie Corner Radio. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I'm here with this lovely, lovely lady here. Please introduce yourself, ma'am. My name is Joy Kristen. Pleased to meet you. Thank you for having me. me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> you met me earlier, so this is like the second time meeting me on Zoom. Yeah, right, you know, right. Nice to be here. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Joy and I know each other because we have a mutual friend named Andre. And Andre hooked us up because I guess you were looking for more interviews and stuff and things and podcasts to do, you know. I would never say no to an interview with anybody. Oh, anyone, everyone to talk about anything. (laughs) I would. I mean, there's some some people that do bad interviews, so I would definitely turn them down. You know, but that's oh really? Mm Yeah. Now I now I want to know who those people are. (laughs) I I can give you a list. Uh, okay okay give me that i can also give you a list of good people you know right yeah um but anywho um yes so uh this is going to be a really fun show uh this is going to be a different show generally speaking i get people that have been in like the film industry or people i've had uh back in the day used to have like bands and artists and, and musicians and things like that on my show but not much you know just that just sort of happened when I had like a uh, had this lady who was an agent and she got me an actress who happened to be also a musician. And then she was like, I've got other people you can talk to. And I was like, all right, sure. You know, I've already <laughs> interviewed one musician. Why not? And then so I also yeah. went down this like country rabbit hole. Yeah, all these country musicians that just uh, and they all loved me. Well, at least I know one guy particularly who was like, I'm going to invite you to, uh, you know, if you ever come to one of my concerts, you can come backstage and hang out with me. I was like, all right. Never happened, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's think... an invitation. <laughs> you can show up one day and say, remember me? <laughs> yeah, I, I would probably have to find that interview, and I think I lost it because <laughs> Blog Talk Radio uh, got rid yeah. of a bunch of my uh, stuff to make space or whatever. So like a bunch of my old interviews are gone, which kind of sucks. But I've uh, lost a good one too. I I did a four hour one with somebody, and it was it had some spicy stuff in there. I tell you, and I told him the two things I didn't want to talk about. Well, guess what we ended up talking about. So that was in there, and he he lost it. We never did see it. It never aired. It was really a shame, but it happens. <laughs> um, so I thought I lost one. Because I couldn't find it on other platforms. And then the other day I found it and I was like, oh, it's on this actual platform. So I was like on Poppy. Oh, so I was like, okay, good. Okay. So it's there. You know, I was like, dang, you know, because I didn't have an MP3 of it. But now I do. If I want to get it, I can. A lot of time it. gets wasted. I find like I'd much rather being on someone's show like, like we are today because I find when I do it, I just use Zoom and then. And then I have to do the editing and cut it out because it ends up being like four hours. And so nobody's going to watch that. So it has to be cut up into like half an hour of shows. <laughs> that takes time. So I, I don't know. Ours will probably not go that long, but um, <laughs> I, don't think so. I mean, it yeah. might. I, I don't know. Probably not. Um, uh, generally speaking, I, I don't ever go past two hours, but I okay. did the first like my friend was reminding me um, that back in the days of when I first started where it was like a call-in show and uh, we did not have like a time limit. 
you know, or anything. So like we would just test time and we just keep talking to see how long we could go. And then we never even like we would we would get to a point where all right, we're done, you know, and and that was those were back in the day. Blog talk radio now, like you can't do that because they cost like uh I got like forty bucks a month just for an hour, you know, or something ridiculous like oh, that. Okay. I'm like, I'm not yeah. yeah, I'm not like an hour a month. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, that's not even worth yeah. you know worth investing in these days like they've they've changed their their ways i'd be expensive then because i don't shut up but i mean <laughs> that's why i'm on all these shows so <laughs> yeah. i think it's funny how a lot of people that get into podcasting they get into it because they are talkers you know and yeah. uh when i was like a young kid like i literally got paid by my family to shut up in a car <laughs> like a long car ride or whatever, they'd be like, I'll pay you 20 bucks if you shut up. 20 bucks? I can buy me yeah. a video game, you know? Yeah. I used to get paid to, to um, actually, no. What, what, how did we do this? I used to pay, was it me that paid? I can't remember. I, I used to pull out my mom's white hairs when she started to get, it was like early on when there was only one or two and it wasn't a lot. I did I pay her to pull them out or did yeah I can't remember but someone paid someone to to do that to pull out and the I white knew, hairs from your mom's hair hair yeah isn't that strange and yeah but like I, I mean were you like <laughs> did you feel like I can't have a mom that has gray hair or I can't like, remember it was something to do with being paid and then I remember she used to like chase us around the I can't believe I'm saying this right now. Um, she would chase us around like if we had pimples or something that she'd have to pop on us. <laughs> Those are fun to do on your own. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine if somebody else was doing it. I think that's when she had to pay us. And for us to agree. And now I'm going through the same thing with my teenagers where they're like, you're not going, coming near me. Like, Wait, stay away. Do you go there and, and try to like pimp, pop their pimple? <laughs> I I wouldn't dare because I want to live. Like I don't want to die. But yeah, I'm like I look at them and I think you can't leave the house like that. Like you, you like what are you gonna do? Like I'm trying to tell them how to scrub in the shower and this is exfoliation is a thing, and um they just don't get like my son's like I don't care like I don't care, and but I mean all his friends look the same. They all have the mm-hmm. same acne and. I mean, we all went through it. Some people went through it. I can't believe we're talking about There's still, that. like, some people, like, I think there's still acne sometimes, you know. Um, the weirdest thing is when you get to be an adult and there's, like, acne all over your body. Like, there's, like, that thing called, like, back knee, which is, like, back acne and stuff. And you're just like, ah, you know. I've like, never had that. And lucky again, you. I can't see it, so... I don't know. Well, I I can't see it. I can feel it if it happened, but then you get rid of it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. It's no, just... I know it's it's a it I think that's probably the if they were to say what's the most annoying thing about mom, that that's what it would be. It would be me looking at them going, What are you doing? Like mm-hmm. you can get those nose strips, those like charcoal nose strips, like they're right. green. And you just put them on and then you pull them off. But it yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm going to wait until it gets really bad. And then I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to hold them down and wrap them up in a blanket. I don't know. We'll figure something out. 
All right, we didn't hear this, everybody. So if if something happens, to yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, on to the next topic. <laughs> on to the, I don't even know. Like, this is not a typical show. <laughs> I, uh, I was just like, okay, let's do this. And um, I, I know, uh, I, I definitely want to talk about your job because your job is pretty okay. cool. Like, you know, you got, yeah. uh, which I mean, a lot of it is like, uh. So I see a lot of these jobs where they're online and they're helping you with your website or you're building, you know, and apparently it's a funnel. What's a funnel? Oh, I know. Right. Like, do I even know what a funnel is? Well, it, it's it's an interesting situation because I'm involved in a lot of things. And, you know, our mutual contact, Andre, I met him a few years back. Maybe it wasn't even that long ago. He's in the entertainment industry, at as are you. And he... um you know, we, we kind of started off our, our partnership, I guess you could say in like the venture capital private equity space, like referring things to him. And then we realized, okay, maybe there's something here. Let's see where this goes. And that kind of sprouted into different, different things, different connections. And, and, and that's what happened there. Uh, when it comes to the funnel agency, I, I mean, one of the, one of the things that we were trying to get funded with an investor instead of giving us commission or equity share, which is normally what they would, instead he just said, how about you just kind of step into this agency of mine that I had about six months ago, change the names, pictures, and change the website. And here you go, the team's ready to go. And they're they're back. They have a proven you know system. They've worked for big names we all know. And it just seemed like a no-brainer, right? So mm -hmm. that's where that started. So really... What has progressed since then is like we've partnered and we're in the process of partnering with many different agencies that are are looking to uh, partner with agencies that don't offer the same service themselves. So we now are bringing in like uh, influencers, uh, influencing marketing, uh, extreme social growth, PR work. Like if you want an interview on Rolling Stones, Vanity Fair, I can get you that. You're going to pay for it, but I'll get it for you. Um, it's pretty cool. Like it, it's, so now it's just kind of blossomed even before it's almost began. Like so, so much more than just funnels. Uh, yeah. And like the team does all of it. It, it, um, I mean, your typical funnel, right. Is, is just from point A to point B building your ROI. That's all it is. So it's just now we're at a point where Really, I feel like the the key is partnerships, bringing in as many partners. But as long as they're good, that's my stipulation. It's I don't care what they cost, as long as you know if we make very little money off of it, it doesn't matter to me. As long as they're really good, then then that's where we start from. Cool. Um. So yeah. So you guys kind of work on the on the on this project and get all these people, and uh. How many clients? I mean, gotta be a lot of clients that you guys we have. just started. Uh, like, okay, as we st we stepped into it, so like we acquired it. I guess you could say they've had uh, how many? Like over six hundred something, wow. something like that. But like cart, like Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, National Geographic, Ferrari, Lamborghini. Like these are names. Those are brands, <laughs> no. not just names. Those are brands. Those are brands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like. If you, right, like I feel pretty confident that 
it, it's just, um, it's a weird thing. Cause sometimes you fall into things and like, I'm a copywriter. So I was trained to be a copywriter, but I have a history in banking that my whole life. And one day I just decided, I think I want to, you know, I want to work for myself. I don't want to work for someone else and get a paycheck anymore. I want to, want to make it happen on my own. And that was the stepping stone. Had I known, you know, year four, three, four years ago, I'd be on these shows with you and, you know, things like this. I never would have imagined that. So, well, I mean, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's such a weird thing to go from being a, a banker. Like, um, you know, when I think of like banking like that, I think of like Wall Street or something, but I'm thinking it's not like that it's just like no. you know uh regular banking and a regular banking job then then going from there to being like a uh uh you know what was the what was the next thing you did you uh became a um from from banking copywriter 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 yeah. which is completely yeah. different like kind of completely. Whole, a whole different yeah. thing and then and then this is now a completely different thing that well maybe copywriting and this seem just you know you probably need to know a lot of the copywriting stuff that you know um... it all works together like in in looking back I, th I think it's interesting that as a kid I always excelled in writing and and I was always singled out by the teachers like where they would um like we'd have an author come to visit the class let's say and they would single me out and put me aside and say you have to meet him and you've got to talk to this girl and and when I was just little, like mm -hmm. grade three stuff. And of course, you don't clue into that when you're young. And it took a lifetime for me to realize, you know, it it, it was just a funny situation because it I call it the letter, I guess, I can tell you really, try to tell you really quick, make the short version. Um, just at the bank that I was working at, I um, wrote a letter to the, the vice president uh, because we were having issues with the manager at the time. And it was really difficult situation, like for everybody that worked there, it was awful. Every people would come home crying. They, we just couldn't handle, you know, it, it was just a difficult workspace. And so I wrote a letter to the vice president of the bank. It was not easy to reach this guy, like for to pin him down in a conversation. And as soon as I wrote it and hit send, I received a response shortly after and the next day we talked on the phone for three hours and it led to the dismissal of, of this person. It took a while still, but I knew my letter was good. Like I knew that it was good. And the reason I knew is because it was from the heart. It was true. I put everything into it. And so after that, I thought, what are you doing? Like, why are you you're working for someone else a few days a week, like making, you know, you're amazing at what you do, but like, why aren't you, you know, going after your dreams? Right. And so mm -hmm. sometimes it just takes longer for people. Like they might realize it when they're young, they might be middle-aged. It depends. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But after that, I just realized that I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get paid to write. And I didn't know what copywriting was. So I trained, I, I took all the, I spent a lot of money, I took closing training. I took private copywriting training, which I highly recommend to people to do that and invest in yourself. Get someone really good. Get somebody that has made millions of dollars for his clients who knows what he's talking about. That's what you That's what you do. You pay him a thousand a month, whatever. You don't have to do it forever. Do it for four months. Get like a good chunk of knowledge that you can always refer back to. 
and you're set. And then you just use your own creative mind, intertwine that with what you've learned and then go from there. So really like after I trained and, and learned what I had to learn, I realized that it, the clients weren't there. <laughs> mm. I'm like, oh, I learned all this. Well, where is everyone? They're supposed to be like lining up for me. It doesn't work like that. You have to, I think, I don't know, maybe all, like you could work locally. You could make money locally. I never, ever wanted to go that route. I I realized, you know, shortly in that you have to build your brand and you have to build your network. And that's what I did, but I didn't do it strategically. I did it completely naturally, like just being myself and talking to anyone and everybody and referring people to different things. I really did play that card huge where I referred someone didn't ask for a dime. That's how I got all my work. Mm-hmm. I never ever pitched anybody. And even, even to this day, I suck at pitching. Like when I have to tell someone, oh, tell me about yourself and your history and send me samples. And like, uh, you know, like I'd rather, it's just nicer to get referred. And it comes easy when you help that other person, you help that other business. Pitching is kind of like auditioning. It, uh, it, it requires like, you know, kind of knowing your role, you know, having all the answers, you know, to the questions and, and being able to tell a story that like, you know, basically yeah. gets you in the door. And so it's, it's hard. Like, I mean, I'm a writer. I've never actually had to, to pitch anyone yet, you know, and, uh, so you get it. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that one day I do get it. I hope I get to pitch, but, um, I don't know if I'd be very good at it. I mean, I'm a good writer, but I don't know if I'm a very good storyteller. You know, there's a big difference between a writer and a storyteller, you know, and you should know that, like, probably because, like, as you said, you're a little, like, nervous when you do, like, pitches, but I bet you could write something really well and give it to them and, and you know. Absolutely. But, like, when you say a difference between writer and storyteller, like, I've always considered myself a storyteller. And that could have been you know, a little bit where the disconnect with the direct response copy comes in is that I've always had a problem with, with the uh, structure and format of what has been the case for hundreds of years with copywriting. Um, I I understand how it works and that you're appealing to the masses. I get that. But I also feel like I wish that it was more, more creative. Like it, I mean, I know there's AB test. I really am a big believer in testing. Like, I want to write, you want me to write you an email sequence? Let me do two. And I want to do them in two separate voices. And let's see which one does better. Um, Very much the creative aspect, um, having free reign on that. And storytelling is huge for me. Because if I write something, like I'm writing a book right now, and I'm kind of writing it as I'm I'm experiencing it. So it's a business development, but it's almost becoming like a memoir almost, which Hmm. is stupid because I'm not old enough for that. But I think I might have to split it into two, uh, but it, it it's morphing into like how I'm experiencing things at the time. And, and like, I think, you know, there might be only a small amount of people that really understand some of the stuff I'm saying, but at the same point, I, it's real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like it, it's a story. You're telling a story, but it's, it really happened. So how can someone not be invested in that emotionally? when they know it's real because they can feel it. And so that's why I'm better with when I write for clients who I really, I'm interested in. So if, you know, I'm going to pass things that 
are boring to me or I don't think that I could sell because I don't believe in the product or the service, then I'm not going to do it. Well, but if, so yeah. what about somebody like Tony Robbins, you know? Oh, absolutely. I He's great. Like, I mean, look what he's done with his life. A right. lot of people have hangups over people like that, but they're just jealous that they're rich and they're not. <laughs> That's all it is. I, I, I honestly agree. But I also think, like, you know, taking a person like, you know, um, I guess, would you do something with Tony? Like, I mean, because you're doing yeah. stuff with the funnel or whatever, I guess the company does stuff with his cup, uh, with his brand. But like uh, for copywriting, I mean, what would that like entail with a person like that? I would love to work for someone like him. I came so close to a role with a, with a writer of his as a protege and I thought I had it. And I, and I was like convinced that I had the job. And then when he told me we went with someone else and he's like, but I want to work with you in the future. He told me the reason why was because I was doing too many things, which I think is interesting because it's, he's not wrong. <laughs> I right. am doing more than one thing, but that's just like, I don't know if I could change that. Like, that's just how I am. Like I, I do understand the whole aspect of putting your all into one thing. And then you, you build that up and it's a success and you either sell it off or you, um, you know, outsource it and then you step away and then you start again. I get that. But like these big, these big guys like um, Bezos, um, Elon Musk, they're Elon not Musk. one thing. I know. Uh, <laughs> Elon's the, what the CEO or was, was the CEO. I don't know if he's still the CEO, but he's big part of Twitter X, you know, or whatever. Then he had the SpaceX. He had the, you know, he had all these things and he does like a million things. And yeah. whether you like him or not, you can't deny the fact that that dude has has built up businesses to yeah. from the ground floor all the way up, continued them until a point where maybe they didn't work or or they're just not doing anything anymore, and then has moved on to another thing that he's built up and continued to do. So it's amazing. Exactly. Like I bet you when they started, because I don't really know the history, I haven't dug in, but. They didn't do that at the beginning. I'm sure that they picked something and then they, you know, they they just honed in on that and then just was obsessed with it and made it work. And then they did the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. But they probably say no 75% of the time that they, 25%, they say yes. I'm sure of it. But I do, like all the books that I read, they're all saying the same thing. Like do one thing, you know, focus on that one thing. and. I realize that you'll make more money that way. I know that. But that's if if that's all your goal is, is just mo monetary only. Maybe that's not what your goal is. That's mm -hmm. not what my goal is. Mm -hmm. Not my goal. And I I do, you know, I do podcasts, I do film and, um, you know, all that stuff, you know. So I get the whole of doing a lot of things. And I remember a guy uh, I, I was trying to be a uh, first ad on a set of a movie and the guy had my one of my really close friends at the time uh fire me as the ad um because well the movie never got made anyway it didn't matter but i i got fired because i was uh i was doing too much at the time on my own you know, I was making too many other, I was doing other projects and trying to launch other things. And uh, I wasn't focused on his stuff, but it was bull crap because uh, that was never, 
none of that was ever discussed in like the beginning, you know, or whatever. And, and I would have told them I would have made time for them, but, um, he just didn't want me on there because he, I think he, I think he knew that his movie wasn't going to get made, you know? So he just, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. People are just crazy, you know, like yeah. these days it's, it's the internet has kind of forced people and social media has forced people to be able to say, okay, I'm going to go do that, say they're going to do it, but never like have actually any intention to doing something. Does that make any yeah, sense? Yeah, I've read across this too in some of the industries that I'm in is that I've asked that question, like why would anybody invest so much time into this, to these meetings, into this whole facade of, of what they're pretending to be without with the intention of knowing that they're not who they say they are or you know, it isn't, they, they know it's not going to be seen through. And I always get the same answer. It's like, they're in it for the thrill. Like, mm -hmm. like with these gold deals that I, I get to be on these amazing calls that are unbelievable. People wouldn't even believe the shit of what it's like to be on those calls. But if I, I represent the buyer and they're looking for, you know, private sales for gold and well, you think it would be easier to find gold suppliers, but, and I, it, it's not, easy, I would say, but I have them and I find them, but getting to the actual end person is hard. There's mm -hmm. so many in between brokers that will screw it up at a moment's notice. And they're just, they just get greedy. Mm -hmm. They, whatever, anything and everything can happen. And, and then a lot of times they portray themselves to be something they're not. And it was the same kind of situation, like an example to what you said, that, uh, you know, why would these people waste their time on these calls if they really didn't have gold in the end? There was no real gold there. And why are they doing this? Well, it's because the thrill they're getting out of these calls, like talking to these millionaires, you know, that are willing to buy the product that doesn't exist. Right. You know? it, so, it's it's funny. I had a, I knew a guy, I'm not going to say names or anything like that, but uh, <clears throat> I knew a guy that set up two different projects so he started up one project he got all the cast for it or whatever and then whatever it was he just decided he didn't want to make it or whatever i don't know whatever happened and then so another friend of mine said he was going to help this guy actually make his next project got a whole group in texas to go and start getting everything going it got you know whatever and and the guy said he had money you know like he was he got money from his family for a uh, um inheritance and stuff so he's going to use that to to fund the movie he never even wrote the script he had no plan of actually making the movie he just loved as you said the thrill of of saying yeah. he was a filmmaker and he actually i remember hearing that i don't remember who it was and and probably wouldn't say it was anyway but somebody came <laughs> to game to them and punched them in the face in real life for for like for basically like wasting their time you know and stuff like it's it's just stupid to waste people's time and money and that guy has he had a he had a different name because he changed his name to fit with with the industry and stuff the entertainment industry then he went back to his real name and he doesn't do anything anymore because hopefully hopefully he won't and um it's kind of sad i'm sure he will at some point it's it's like a I, I can't imagine doing that because 
to me, like reputation and name uh, is, is so much to me. Like it's worth everything. Like, um, so knowing the outcome wasn't real, like could never go through with that. Like there's just no way. <laughs> that other guy that like fired me or whatever from the, the project that never happened anyway, he got, I, okay. So I'm not going to say names, whatever. So I don't get in trouble, but he literally got a whole bunch of people, including professional wrestlers. One of them was as a really close friend of mine. He was there that day to come to us to a, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, the hotel, right? That they were all going to come meet and they were going to film this movie. And he didn't have cameras. He didn't have makeup. He didn't have clothes. It was supposed to be a period piece. Supposed to be take place in the eighties. Didn't have any of that stuff. Uh, and and he didn't know what he was doing. And he didn't have anybody actually helping him do anything. That you know, it, it was the most the biggest clusterfuck ever and he had like literal big time actors fly out to um yeah because he paid them he paid them to fly out but on one-way tickets they should have known like no i'm not coming on a one-way ticket because you gotta have a brown trip for me you know that's ridiculous but he had them straight take it to hell yeah yeah they had them stranded in a hotel didn't even <laughs> couldn't pay the hotel so the hotel was all upset and was trying to get the police involved and there was a lot of shit going on it was all over press you know and stuff and that dude from what i understand is still trying to make movies i'm like dude just stop like you're like i hate to say it like i i i want to be like the film industry is welcoming independent film industry should be so welcoming but like when you have a project that big and it's like that big of a of a disaster yeah um, he had to get higher lawyers to 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 make sure like whatever you know and that he didn't get sued by everybody or or whatnot i don't know i hope he got you know but uh he was still trying to make movies and um he ended up blocking me because uh i went on a page and i was like and i said something about it you know yeah and he got mad that i uh i was against him i guess or whatever I was just like, this is just so fucked up. Like, why? Why even? Why? Why say you're gonna do this stuff, and then not actually go into the logistics of? Like, I understand if like yeah. there's some things you don't know, you know, but like he literally had told his cameraman that who was renting out some stuff, he didn't have the money for him, so couldn't afford the cameraman. I couldn't basically. do that. Never, never, never. Yeah, well, it's, what's it's like there's you feed no off movie. drama. Feed off drama. Yeah. yeah. But if there's no if there's no camera, there's no movie. Like you can't what are you gonna do? <laughs> Shoot on your iPhone? Like and even then you need you need good stuff with that. You need good equipment for that. Cause like you can't just shoot a film on your iPhone and expect it to be any good, you know, like that. Well. I don't well, sometimes the village idiot doesn't play favorites, I guess. It doesn't no. It doesn't matter if you're, I mean, you could be a CEO at the top and don't have a sniff of what you're doing, but you, everyone else, you know, you're just playing it along. Well, that's, but I mean, that's understandable. Like if you didn't know how to make a movie, but you at least know, like you, okay, say, say Joy wanted to make a movie, right? And you were just like, I want to make an independent film about my life, right? And everything 
the first thing you would do is hire a camera crew, right? Yeah. Because that would be the the smart thing to do is like, okay, I know what what do films need? They need camera, they need lights, they need makeup, they need yeah. costumes, you know, or whatever. I mean, sometimes you can wear what whatever you wear, and that's what he told people. This is all like documented on podcasts and other stuff from before. And I, was I really like, want to know yeah. who this is, but I'll, I know you can't, I can't say. I don't want to say. I'll I'll tell you probably off 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 the <laughs> yeah. record. Um, yeah. But like, it's just ridiculous. So he had all this stuff happen, and like, he told the guy, like somebody said, you know, so where's the costume? And he goes, oh, you could just wear whatever you're wearing. <laughs> and she was like, no, I can't. This isn't a period piece. I did not wear. I did not know I had to bring my own clothes. You know. Like, you know who would be good? A movie about the making of that movie. And that um, would be good. I think some people actually thought about doing that, but uh there's like legalities and other things. You could do it like if you didn't call it that movie and you just made a movie about that incident. Uh <laughs> it would be a really funny comedy or maybe yeah. even a horror film, you know? Because you <laughs> yeah, could have exactly. it where they all get trapped. And um, the person doesn't know what they're doing and goes insane and starts killing everybody, I guess. Well, but, and that's what like you do. I want to know about some of your projects. Uh, nah, we're not here to talk about me. Okay. I, I talk about me in other podcasts. If you do your own podcast, I'll come on and talk about it. But me, okay, I okay. can't. Uh, I, you know, it's they already know too much about me in this thing. So they're they're done. They want to know okay. more about you. Um, okay. What else do you want to know? <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm an open I mean, book. I know we talked about that because like we had a pre interview, which I don't normally do. I mean, it's not like I haven't done, but I don't normally do because I feel like a lot of times it's more fresh when we have never met yeah. and we're just like, let's do this. Yeah, um, you don't know if it's going to go good or bad <laughs> too, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know it's going to go as well as I could do it, you know, like, yeah, uh, yeah there are, there are some, yeah, I mean, I interviewed one girl once who I love. I, I absolutely adore her. She was 15 at the time. She's 27 uh, now, something like that, maybe. Um, in that range, I really hope I'm right, because that would make her really old if I was wrong. But anyway, she uh, ended up, um, it was her first interview, and she asked me for like a list of questions, which I never usually do as you know <laughs> yeah. so i was like okay so i sent her out a list of questions so i started asking her off the list of questions and she would answer sort of reading her answers you know yeah. and people were like this was live so people are like is she reading or off and i was like oh, crap, people can tell all right this is not good so i uh i asked her a question that wasn't on that thing and made yeah. her and then she answered just normally and then I just continue to have a regular conversation with her okay. and stuff, which made it a lot more, I think, right. Well, I mean, if you read what you're, what you wrote down, it's bad, <laughs> you know, and, know. and a 15 year old is not going to know that. So like, and yes. it's like her first interview. So I totally. That's huge for a 15 year old. It really is. It is. Um, 15 to 16 year olds now are some of the smartest actors you'll ever meet um kids absorb like a sponge a lot of this stuff and they have so much access now that we never had 
back when we were kids that is absolutely ridiculous like they know about their character and they know about the you know they can describe all these things that you know go and i'm like i don't even know that stuff and i've been acting for a long time like we're what what do I have to do? To- well, the difference then between now and like twenty years ago is is media and the internet. So would you say that that's the reason? I think it's a Google. Yeah, I think it's literally you could Google anything, and especially acting and YouTube. You can YouTube classes and stuff for free. Um, which I want to know about that for you because like there's YouTube, there's AI, there's a lot of stuff that's happening in this world right now that's sort of you know, kind of going against what you do as a normal person, Yeah. you know, yeah. are you afraid that that's like something that's going to take your job away or, or well, I have an interesting take on that. And I'm sure a lot agree with me, but I think, I think AI is used. I think it's probably used most beneficially by really high up already doing well agencies, um, gurus, if you will, because people are not noticing it as much with them because they're already famous and and they're almost like at at their beck and call. So like whatever they do, they're going to follow. I think eventually it's going to get to a point where that's going to run out and the substance has to play a factor because with AI, I mean, I've used it for research and stuff. I'm not going to lie and like formatting and things like that. But when I am like in a pinch and I need to write something quick and then I use it, I'm like, what the hell? Like, that doesn't sound like anything I would write it. It sounds awful. And then when I read, I mean, I know it can get, I know it's coming a long way and, you know, it's progressing as time, like Mm -hmm. this time next year, it's going to be a different story. I'm not worried because like to me, like, and you know that I'm not just doing one thing. I'm not just a copywriter and not that there's anything wrong with that, but like I'm adaptable. So I'm doing other things as well. I think in this day and age, you have to be adaptable. You have to be able to be a chameleon. You have to do more than one thing. So if you're just a copywriter that does, you know, email sequences and and that's it, eventually it you could be in trouble. Yeah. Um, for sure. But I think that the AI is best used for the really rich gurus um, because they can get away with it. But like, let's say somebody starting out is trying to um, impress, trying to get that client and they're using the AI um, to to get them and showing their their work from AI and, and they tweak it or whatever, they're not going to get very far because like I, they, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Do you know what I mean like I, by I, that? I do. Um, yeah. Also, it's like you were saying earlier with Elon Musk, I was like thinking about him, you know? and stuff and i was like thinking like he's got a specific voice right i don't know if ai could ever mimic that voice, you know right Right. so like if he was like you know i want to use ai to make a a twitter post or something you know ai say this in elon Musk's tone you know (laughs) It would not come out the way he would say it. Like, it just won't. And there'll be some sayings and slogans where you'd be like, oh, but if the smart writer, the smart person, the one that can read between those lines is going to catch it, maybe not the average person. Yes. Like, I don't know what the percentages would be. If you're going to work it, like if you're going to try to figure that out, then maybe there's, you know, something to that Mm -hmm. for sure. But 
I, I'm speaking from my own perspective and that's all you can do is that I know myself and, and you said the same thing is like the stuff that you're seeing out there that we're seeing these days, it just doesn't level up. Like it doesn't, mm. it's not good enough and I'm not happy with it. And so like, I want to, if, if I'm not going to put all my hopes and dreams into a, a computer system, that's going to do it for me. I want to do it. I want to take the reins. Like if there was a writing job that I was really excited about, um, that, that I wanted to take, take control on, you know, I'm not going to give that, that power up to someone else to do for me. I want to do it. I want the control of it. And then of course I'd get someone to edit it to a second set of eyes and which is what we do. But you know, the average person that isn't trained in that, or doesn't have that eye, that creative ability with writing, which is completely fine to them. Maybe it would pass and it would sound really good. Um, I guess it just depends. By the way, I, I want to tell you something. I actually use, so this is, and and this is probably stupid to announce, but uh, <laughs> I've never done copywriting before. Like I never had somebody copyright my my scripts or whatever, but I have a really, really big script that I was, that I've been writing and we wanted to make sure it got copywritten and everything like that. Was that like, was that your job or was that like, is that like completely? Different? Oh, no. Like that would be like copyright, like the legal copyright. Yeah, to make sure, right. But there's no plagiarism. Yeah, no, that, you know, we always get that, um, that misunderstanding, like copyright or copywriter. So you're just selling to persuade. So it's just all the marketing and ads that you see anywhere and everywhere. That's copywriting. You know, you're that that's all it is. It's just um, writing copy. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, just want to make sure there was no difference or something, or there wasn't something yeah. like you guys handled. But that was, yeah. I mean, that was fun because I was, I was on my pens and needles thinking I was going to get rejected or whatever, which thankfully it did not. You know. <laughs> I know. Like you know? even when you put up a YouTube podcast, like this YouTube podcast, when I, well, you'll be sending it to me. Um, we have to upload it to our channel. It will go through the copyright phase where it'll say you know is there any copyright um anything that that was restricted through this and no you're good and i always laugh because i think it's just like a natural conversation there's well, no plagiarism involved right the only thing i would think of is like music or something you know and whatnot and yeah uh, the i mean i think who i got the music from for the theme song for this uh, gave it to me, so I mean, I, unless he copyrighted himself and has nothing, you know, whatever. But I've never, we've never been flagged for it, so I'm, and that happens on YouTube all the time. As if if I did oh. use somebody else's thing by accident, you know, it gets people flagged. use my posts all the time. Like people that I know will copy what I put up, and they don't share it, and they just take it as their own. And I'm like, screw that! Like, thanks a lot. It's a compliment. But you, you do you it all the time. You wrote that. You wrote that. Like on a so somebody might have stole that from you now. And, you know, it happens all up. the time. <laughs> but it happens to lots of people. I hear it from a lot of people that no. they deal with it, and it really pisses them off. And it pisses me off too. I mean, but I'm not enough to th that I'm going to dwell on it, right? No. But. It it's funny though. Um, yeah, because you'll see those people who are following you. And they'll post that and you'll be like, that's mine. I said that. I came up with that. 
you know? I'm the one that will say on the comments, I'm like, you stole that from my wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just say it. Yeah. <laughs> say thank you. For, yeah. For... yeah. Thanks for that. You know, <laughs> that's funny. But like, you're welcome. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or just say you're welcome. Exactly. That's all you need to say. And then people yeah. can, mostly people can catch on. But yeah. I know media is a little bit of a trap. I mean, nowadays, I feel I was having a conversation with someone earlier today on a call who was saying, you know, I don't understand why all these young bucks are like just rolling in the dough and they're doing this, their stuff, their content is mediocre at best. Like, how are they making it? And the, the answer to that is social growth. It's mm -hmm. huge. I mean, when people know you, it, they almost follow you blindly and it doesn't make it right at all. But that's a lot of, it's like a popularity contest some days. Mm -hmm. I hate that. I really do. But that is one of the things that we offer with our agency though, is social growth and, um, and influencing marketing and PR and, and all of that. We do do that. I think that now it's even these old timers, people that have been doing this for forever and maybe have trailing off, not making as much money. They're wondering, what do I need to change? That's what it is. It's, it's just, um, building their network yeah. and it, it's to say, but it's just the way it is nowadays. So I follow a, I guess he's not an influencer, but he is an influencer. Like that wasn't his original goal was Gary V. I'm sure you've heard of him. Of course. Yeah. Do you know him? <laughs> have you met him? No, oh, I have never met him. He's pretty huge, but I would yeah. love to kind of show with him. That'd be cool. Yeah. I would love to. I would love to too. He does. Uh, he does these things uh, where he has like a podcast now where he interviews his friends, like people or whatever. And he will have like a yeah. whole podcast where he'll talk to like three different people or like the Joe Rogan three? style. I like that. Uh, yeah. Um, a lot of people don't like Joe. I, I get it. I get it with politics, other stuff, blah, blah, blah. I don't mind the dude. Like I, I, I don't watch him. Like I don't subscribe to him. Yeah. But if like he's interviewing somebody I'm interested in, I will probably check it out. I'm not one of those people that tells people, man, I don't, I don't like him because of his politics. I don't care. You know, like yeah. I'm, I think Me I've either. told you before I'm apolitical. So I really don't, I don't care about politics whatsoever. I'm not yeah. one side or the other or in the middle. I'm just somebody who's kind of on the wall, like just yeah. staying away from all the shit. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So, I mean, I don't like it when they go into the politics stuff because I'm like that. And, that does not interest me at all. Let's skip that stuff. But I'm into like, you know, what's funny as I realize I like politics in movies and television way more than real life. Like I love watching, I'm watching FBI right now. I've talked about that on multiple podcasts. I'm watching that show. Um, and that gets into some politics and stuff. And I'm into like law and order. I'm into, um, you know, if there's a movie where there's like a president or something, I'm like, ah, I want to know more about this stuff. I do it. like those movies with the presidents. Yeah, yeah. they're pretty good. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But yeah. I'm not into like, you know, finding out stuff. I mean, and people think that's a bad thing. I'm just like, it's just too much, man. There's too much information out there and disinformation and misinformation yeah. out there yeah. completely that I'm just like, I can't. Uh, like I can't keep I know. up, man. I, we I talked don't... about this too—that we wouldn't talk politics. And then, well, I will say, 
like, okay, anybody that goes into office, they leave, they go in with a beautiful head of like dark curly hair. And they leave with white hair. I mean, come on. There's a reason for that. Right. It, Obama, it happened to Obama for God's sakes. Like he ended up with white hair when he left. It's stressful. Like who yeah. wants that job? Who, who wants to be hated by I everybody? I remember when I read somewhere where it said like, Every young boy dreams of becoming president. I'm like, not me. <laughs> I was a young boy, man. I wanted to be a Ghostbuster, you know? Yeah. So now I didn't want to be the president of the Ghostbusters. I wanted to be the Ghostbuster, you know? Yeah. I wanted to be Peter Venkman, um, you know, or whatever, because he was the funny one. Um, you know, I wanted to be a Ninja Turtle. I didn't want to be a president. Like, and I wanted to be a vet until I realized that, that some of the dogs and cats died on your watch like you were trying to save them and they would die i was like i can't do that no no oh, even if no. i'm saving them you're trying to save them if they were to die i just would cry every single day that that <laughs> happened Damn. and i can't it's too emotional i can't do it but yeah. i respect every vet and i go when i go to my my vet that we have you know particularly we love them to death and they're very sweet and they dogs been, or cats what do you have both I have a dog and a cat. Okay. Yeah. We have a dog and I'm a dog person. Like I'm allergic to cats. So that's maybe why I don't really like them, but kittens are cute. <laughs> they're cute until they scratch yeah. you, but that's all cats. They're cute yeah. until they're like, I don't, I don't care about you anymore. You know, yeah. um, I mean, the, the different dynamic. You've got one that doesn't need you and you have one that will watch your every move and just want to be where you are. So yeah. My niece was the one that rescued the cat we have. And she, he was like literally on the ground, like in the middle of the road and everything and stuff like, I guess somebody had just left him, you know, and stuff. So she found him, uh, basically asked us to take care of him. And uh, so we have this really awesome cat, Obi, you know, actually not named after Obi-Wan Kenobi, <laughs> named after Oberyn from uh, Prince Oberyn from Game of Thrones. And we love him oh. to death. He's just, he's a prince. He thinks he's, he thinks wherever he's at is his, his domain, you know, and yeah. everybody in the neighborhood loves him. They'll come and like, we have kids that will literally come to try to find him, you know, and everything and see if he's around and pet him. And, and he just walks yeah. right up and pets every, you know, lets everybody pet him. The and... cats will go to the ones that don't give them attention. Yes, I know very mm -hmm. much. They, yeah. They come yeah. to you, don't they? Oh, yeah. They come to me and then they rub up against my legs. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to die. Like, because it, it like closes my throat. I'm that allergic. So, yeah, it's not. But, but yeah, dogs. I mean, I, if I get invited to someone's house and they have dogs, like, I don't care about the people. I just want to be with the I know. dog. <laughs> I think I, I posted a picture once saying, like, uh, I'm at a, you know, I'm at a party. Like I was at a Christmas party where I should be like hanging out, talking to everybody. And I was there hanging out with the dog, you know, <laughs> yeah, my, my friend John had an amazing dog and I was like, I just want to play with you. Yeah. You know? And I, I mean, that's what I would rather do. Cause I love animals. Um, you know, dogs, cats. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of snakes or spiders, but like yeah. 
yeah, I would never pet a snake. Like, I respect Yeah. them, and if they're in the woods, or, like, spiders or snakes, they're in the woods, awesome. You know, I'll try not to bother you, you know? Uh, Yeah. but if you are literally in my house, you're dying. I'm sorry. Like, I can't, I can't, I cannot <laughs> yeah, because risk. sneak in your house, we got issues. <laughs> I know, yeah. like, if you sneak a, if a snake sneaks in or, or a snake sneaks in, ugh, I, Yeah. I'm, like, Yeah. I, I remember What I worked about at, bats, though? Bats are pretty bad. I have a story about a bat with my you stepdad. do? They, he brought a bin in um, that was in the porch one time. Right? And it was just an open bin. And then all of a sudden, one day, he woke up in the basement, looked beside him on the pillow, and there's a bat sitting there in his face. And there was like three more at different times. They didn't know that they didn't get all of them out. And they obviously were in the bin, but like I would literally have a heart attack if that was me, if that happened to me. And I looked beside me and there was a bat staring me in the face. Yeah, Like I've so never hard. been that close. Um, I have seen a bat fly like right over my head. Uh, thankfully, it didn't shit on me, which that would have been weird, but could have happened, I guess. And it like it flew like right above me. And went somewhere else, and I was like, "Holy crap, that was a bat!" You know, Yeah. like how cool. Um, but sometimes, and some people point out, "Oh, that was a bat that just flew." I was like, "Oh, well, that's neat." You know, like I, I like bats. They have never, I've never had one come into my house yet. It's a mouse with wings, like, or a, a rat, like, It's a rodent, yeah, like with wings. how can you like that? Like, it, it's just like two weird things. It's a bird and a rodent. I don't know. They I guess scare that's me. the Like, horror, they're so... horror in me, like, because I, I, I always, uh, think of like vampires turn into bats. So I always think of vampire bats, you know, that kind of thing. Which there are vampire bats, but completely different thing. But I always think of that, and I always think they're cool. Like that's that's a cool thing. Is like turn into a bat and then just fly away, and you know. Well, <laughs> I do like that, man. Like I do. I know we're going to do a podcast, um, in, I think like a few months now down the road because you're pretty booked up. But for the movies, I'm looking forward to that. about doing Uh, yeah movie or something. yeah definitely we'll have to have you on for that i, I can't wait um but yeah it uh batman uh, batman i don't know i've always thought kind of batman was the weakest of all the characters like because all he is is just a millionaire he's like iron man but iron man's got a sense of humor to him but Yeah. like batman is just kind of a snarky prick rich guy He's like Elon Musk if he wanted to be a superhero. Like, which I'm surprised he's not. Like, he's got the money Yeah. <laughs> Got everything to just else. to make a Iron Man suit. I'm like, we could literally have a real Iron Man if he wanted to. Uh, Yeah. problem He is, might, he if he couldn't catches do anything. wind of that, he'll do it. Yeah, he just couldn't do anything, though, because, like, vigilante stuff just really not looked at, looked good on, you know. Like, in the movies, it's fine if you're a superhero. You know, because they're super villains. But in real life, is he going to just take down robbers? You know, and, you know, it's not like, you know, the FBI is for that, <laughs> you know, like and stuff. Yeah, you know, like. yeah I don't I don't know a ton about people like that like I don't research them I don't follow up on what they're doing or really pay a huge amount of attention to them I read a lot of self-help books when it comes to business business Right. things but it, it isn't going to be because of who they are it's Mm-hmm.
you know what I mean? It's if it's rated well, if it's been spread around that it's good. But like, I've never read. I do want to read Steve Jobs, though. Have you read that one before? No, I don't. I'm, or I'm seen very. The movie? Yeah, I've seen. What did I see? Did I see Jobs. I think I've seen one of those because I saw one where it was it was like the last couple gigs that the that one of them had, you know, or whatever. And I think it was Steve Jobs. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I saw one. It was interesting. I liked it, but it just wasn't my, I I don't know. Like, I, there was I, a few done. Yeah. I don't know if I really want to see what like the CEO of Apple, you know, does with his life, you know, like it, it's not as intriguing as I, I think Musk, if somebody made a movie called Musk, which I don't know if they've made one or not, but like one on Elon Musk or something. I might want to watch that just because he's a dick in a way. Like he's got this like, you know, fuck you personality, which doesn't he have like a social disorder a little bit? Like he, I don't even actually know, but I thought that that was the case. Like he's not like, he's not socially aware. Like that a lot of these brilliant men, that's what they're like. They don't have, you know, normalcy i guess you could say like they're not like a normal you couldn't have to sit down and have a completely normal conversation it'd be a little odd awkward well uh maybe but uh like he's not like he i don't think he's like he doesn't have like asperger's or anything which is fine no. i mean i i don't think so um he's just a uh sort of i i feel like people think if you're like a genius like that like you're that smart you're that nerdy you're that big or whatever that you've got some kind of like you're on the spectrum i don't think he is um let me look that shit up real quick i wish <laughs> i was a uh, wish i was joe rogan he has people that just looks that stuff up for him while he's on the show yeah that while makes he's sense. on the show well i'm doing that right now but i have to do it myself <laughs> that's you funny know. joe rogan give me your people um but was it uh let me see if he's on if it's um, I don't think he is. I don't think he is. If it just uh, something will come up though, if you looked it up. Okay, it says Musk has what psychologists call a developmental history of autistic characteristics and adverse experiences of not being accepted in childhood. I so I guess I mean he might have some autistic things, but I think a lot of that's just. You know, uh, a lot of really, really smart kids, you know, yeah. were very treated like badly because all they did was study and stuff like they didn't they didn't do they did their homework instead of going out and playing, you know. And what about Zuckerberg like with Facebook? He would be one, too, wouldn't he? he, like was, he... I saw that saw that social network thing that Jesse Eisenberg played him and stuff, and he was. I he I don't know. He kind of played him like he was sort of just this uh you know, kind of party guy. Cuz I think from what I read, uh Mark Zuckerberg originally interestingly enough made so I I'm guessing you might be about my age, so uh you might know of this, but there was a thing back in the day called hotornot.com. Okay. 
Okay, it so, doesn't ring a bell. Okay, so it was one of the first social media like dating apps in a way, but it was like you would go on the site, you would log in, you would uh, have kind of like Tinder where you have like pictures in front of you, and you would say hot or not. So if a girl was attractive, you would say hot. If a girl was not attracted to you, you would say not. Right. And I don't, I think it actually added like who said hot or who said not. So some, you know, like you, it's it awful. was a very terrible, terrible idea for the thing, but it actually yeah. sparked uh, interest in Zuckerberg because Zuckerberg was like, we could sort of use this thing, but make it about, um, you know, he was going to make Facebook originally where college kids could you know, find other college kids, meet other college kids and, and date or whatever. And maybe he didn't have a great dating thing. That's why. I don't know. But he that was what his plan was. And then it just developed into more stuff, especially when MySpace kind of moved around and they started seeing this, you know, sort of movement of uh of making. And so he made Facebook just for uh college people. Cause I remember I was doing hot or not. I did it back in the day. I'm, I'm not gonna like whatever. I actually met a, a good friend of mine through hot or not because if you if you both said hot, you know, like she would she would rate me right, and if she said not and I said hot, we wouldn't match. But if we both said yes, we matched, and then we okay. could message each other after that, yeah. you know, and stuff. And so, uh that was like sort of like the spark for Facebook and then Facebook kind of made their own changed it a little bit and made it like, you know, uh, there's the Facebooks in um, college, you know, where you get to see who everybody is, you know, and everything um, like the yearbook. It's kind of like a yearbook, but it's, it's not, it's in like the beginning, I think of the year, you know, it's got everybody's like just a face, you know, picture of them and everything inside the thing you could find out a little bit about them you know um i remember i only know of this because i never went to college but i only know of this because there's a movie called dead man on campus yeah and one of my favorite scenes in the movie is this guy's like uh you know that's rachel gilmore she you know she likes she does creative writing and he was like oh how'd you know that he's like the facebook and the freshman Facebook, and he hands it to him. And he goes, I've just been jacking off to that thing for like three weeks. And then he walks away. And the guy's like, I don't want to touch that, <laughs> you know? And it's a funny thing of like, uh, but it, that was where I heard, you know, uh, the Facebook for the first time. And I was like, what's a freshman face? And then later on, years later, there's Facebook you know is it's thing. facebook is like my biggest platform and they say you should never have just one where you've got everything banked on and and i've heard this before from people like with ig accounts that have had crazy crazy success with it and then they lost their account and they lost all the income coming in mm -hmm. and it's like okay they had to build again from scratch but and then they would you know learn from the mistakes that they made mm -hmm. so i think yeah you definitely need more than one but for me Really, it's just Facebook and LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is like half what I, uh, less than half of what I have going on Facebook. But at the same time, I've met enough people and enough contacts from those connections that, mind you, 
you know, you talk on WhatsApp. That's the thing for business. It's where all the business happens is on WhatsApp. And um, I remember thinking a few years back that WhatsApp was all scam. And like Telegram. And it was for a long time. It was yeah. scams. So people, and I think still some days, like I'll get a message on WhatsApp from a number I've never, you know, I yeah. don't have in my contacts. And they'll be like, hi, is this Joe? And I'm like, <laughs> this is definitely not Joe. And I am not answering that. <laughs> Because it's, you know, they're trying to fish for who you are and try to get all your information and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely scams. But uh, I think WhatsApp is great because, like, if my family goes, you know, uh, to England or something, you know, right, for vacation, they, uh, you know, my family can text me at any time, you know. Right. right? Yeah, because that one will never get blocked no matter what country because it's business related. Yeah. And it's free. So it's it's like you've got a free texting app. You know, I don't pay anything for my WhatsApp. So I don't. Yeah. You know, and I'm surprised, you know, they haven't been like, OK, now we're going to start charging for for this because it is something that I'm surprised hasn't been, you know, but I'm not. Complaining. There's no ads on there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I right. don't know how they make the money. Like, I don't know. Whatever. They make money somehow. <laughs> uh, so I'm not I'm not complaining. Like, hey, what's up? I'm not telling you to charge. I never, saying. ever, ever thought of that, actually. Uh, I, never I thought about it, like, actually recently. So that's why I brought it up. Because I was, like, thinking to myself, this is weird. Like, this is a free app. And I'm not paying for this whatsoever. And I'm getting yeah. all the luxuries of of you know it's not like i only get to text you know five words a you know a month you know if i'm free but then i have to pay forty dollars a month to be able to do anything i want you know what i mean like and, and that was what like blog talk radio did that i think was wrong you know but i think they're smart because people pay for it you know so they're making they're making banks so good for them well, I mean, okay, like even like Audible, like I've got a whole bunch of audio books on there that um, they're saying that if you stop paying the monthly fee, then you actually lose all the books you have in your library, which is smart because like no one's going to stop. Pay well, people will still, but it, if you, if you stop paying, you lose all those books. You can't, I don't know that you can download them and transfer them to a different location. I don't think it's possible. I don't know. Um, just keep paying the monthly fee. It's not very high. It's very low. But yeah, I remember Podbean, which this is on. So uh, we love Podbean, by the way. Podbean's great. Uh, but Podbean is, you know, a monthly, you know, fee or whatever. It's it's pretty cheap. So if you're all interested in doing it, it's only like fifteen, fourteen to fifteen bucks a month. Very, you know, well worth it if you're into podcasting and you do this all the time, like I do. Like I have a whole network, so this isn't just like one episode per month. You know, this is I do this. I'm going to do this tomorrow. You know, like that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So, uh, so you pay for that uh per month, and then um, uh, but if you don't pay for it, yeah, you lose the whole thing. So your whole site will go gone. Now yeah. I think if you pay the fifteen dollars like the next day or a week or month later or whatever you've paid back, you get it all restored. Oh, and I think so. I think so. Yeah. Cause I'm like, that's a lot of like, 
uh i have to actually start thinking like you know mp3 like save a lot of these things in case you know um and put them on my like dropbox or something Yeah, no, I mean, I, it's smart business in a sense, but in a sense, people are just going to get pissed off too and be like, forget it. I'm not doing it. Like it, especially when you have a free service that then says, no, we're changing this. Now you have to pay for it type of thing, which they do. But I, I mean, I, if I was to look at my visa statement and see all the little things I'm being charged for every month that I don't use, I should probably do that. There's an app for that. <laughs> There's oh, an yeah. app for that. I forgot what, goddamn, what was it called? There's an app where, uh, uh, I, God, I think it starts with a J or something. There's That will an check app. all of your, Yeah, yeah. the, Rocket. I think they're called Rocket. And it's, uh, it's basically this uh, app that actually, uh, you just got to give them all your information on how to get into your, 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 your stuff. And then they will, like look for all these different uh you know things that um i'm not sure i'm not being paid by them i would love to be paid or be sponsored by them it would just say shoes shoes perfume perfume it would i know be like that but if you're like constantly paying for it that's what that's what they do is they find the ones that <laughs> you're paying but you don't know you're paying you know like you yeah look at your Like you said, you look at your visa and then you're like, wait a minute, I don't remember putting that i don't on even know auto what it is pay, you know, yeah or whatever. And um, it happened with me where I was on my bank, um, bank account. I was looking it up online and it said, you have a charge for like $17 and uh, this thing. I was like, what the fuck did I pay? And it was like, what happened was they had... two from the same thing you know it wasn't the same company but used through the same uh app or whatever i think it was through my phone you know apple pay or whatever and Yeah. stuff so they put them together and and i was like oh okay because that would make sense that would be what the 17 dollars would be it was Right. like a 15 Yeah. dollars and a three dollar or whatever two dollar whatever it was then Yeah. and so i was like okay they just charged them together made a little bit more but i mean it confused the crap out of me at first and i was scared um but i don't think right now i don't think i'm paying for anything that i don't I honestly, like, I should care more than I do. Because I'm sure I'm getting, I'm charged for things that I maybe don't even do. And I don't even notice. The only time I noticed there was a fraud that went on there was a $700 flight to Vegas from Ottawa. <laughs> or I was like, that wasn't me. And So. and especially if you go like into like uh like because you don't have seven hundred dollars in your bank at that time or something, you know, and it just goes into overdraft, that's you know. Well, we, in Canada, like we, um. We have credit cards and then we've got the, like a debit card. So we do have Visa debit now in some banks. The bank that I that I use is not Visa debit. It's just either your bank account or your credit card. Ah. So, yeah, I use my credit card for everything because you get points that way. And then you can just fly for free. So there you go. I uh no I I I don't I don't fly like that much like literally I went to I think you know I went to LA I saw Andre and stuff like that I hadn't been on a plane since 2020 I want to say maybe Well, where are you living? 2021 
I live in Virginia now, but I was oh, living okay. in. And that's where he's from. So yeah. that would explain why you know him. Okay. Yeah. We live in the same, like, which is hilarious because we actually didn't even know each other, like, for the longest time. And um... then a friend of ours, like, you know, a, a friend of mine who's a camera guy, Chris, was like, hey, uh, there's this guy, Andre, and he lives in Williamsburg and, he, and he's an actor and he wants more, you know, work. And I was looking for somebody in his age range, you know. Oh, that's how you knew him from? Okay. Yeah, okay. so I said, so I said, get, have him give me a call. So, uh, so Chris got in touch with him, had him give me a call, gave me a call. Uh, in our first meeting, and we've talked about this on things, I think, uh, we always kind of reminisce, but we met our, with a mutual, another mutual friend of ours invited both of us to go to her, her apartment, like hang out. So we went into like a hot tub and we're all just chilling, talking. That was my first time hanging out oh, with Andre. Oh, the hot tub chill. <laughs> yeah, it was, but it was fun. It was just us all just chilling, literally. It was like, yeah. I think it was cold in Virginia that time. And it must have been close to December because that's when we shot the movie that we ended up shooting. So it probably was November. We're all hanging out and in a hot tub. That girl is now in LA as well. And she's doing very well for herself. So, um, oh, I wonder yeah. who that is now, too. <laughs> her name's Ashley. She's a sweetheart. We love her. Um, but she's been in a couple of my projects and um, she's just, you know, sweetheart. And uh, uh, we, you know, yeah, uh, we had a fun time. And, uh, Andre had a great time and and then he has started going everywhere. So you don't, yeah. I don't even know where he is right now. Like he could be. I've never met him personally yet, but like I'm going to Vegas in less than a month now for the first time ever. I've never been to Vegas and he might come there then because he might come with another guy, Nathan. Nice. So we'll see. We'll see. That'd be cool. He's a, he's a yeah. good dude. Uh, he's very much like his personality online. He's, like he doesn't like he's, yeah, he's, He's Andre. Um, I've I worked with him for a while now, so we've been on lots of Zooms and lots of calls and meetings. <laughs> oh yeah, then you know, then you know, like he's. I know that, that's how he is. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, he's. It's funny. He's become like basically part of the family. Like my uh, sister and my niece and my mom and dad all love him, and uh, even my brother thinks he's hilarious uh so like everybody just like sort of adores him you know he likes everybody. birds he likes birds and animals right oh yeah he does yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and uh yeah. he's 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 a little crazy but he kind of makes me like he laughs a lot and like because he just enjoys who you know just enjoys life and he just laughs a lot and i'm always like you know so um <laughs> yeah he's a great dude um helps. yeah um, and so, uh, it was awesome that he hooked us up and, and was able to do this because, you know, I know you were looking for some fun little podcast to do. And, uh, we've been talking about having you come on to the Indie Film Cafe actual, like, you know, show and, and, and talk. So, uh, you'll have to meet my friend Paul, who is into cows, you know, like, yeah, you really, told me about the cows and he yeah. moves and stuff. That'd he be moves, cool. He's, he's just, he loves <laughs> You know, he has yeah. a uh, his little monkey, like a little squeaking monkey that he squeaks anytime like there's continuity. So <laughs> we don't watch the movies when we do it through Zoom. We watch it individually, you know, like we don't watch it together. Yeah. But if he talks about the 
thing, he'll squeak the monkey and say, oh, there was a continuity issue. And it's fun. He's, he's, <laughs> he's going to be on the movie one then too, right? Yes, so yes. Okay, okay. You'll probably so be the one picking it because he's been getting mad at me that I, I pick people and then I and then I have them be on my episode, my the movie I pick. And so he oh, likes okay. to have now, he likes to have people, you know, uh, he likes to switch it up or whatever and have him. I'm like, you don't know these people. What if they don't like that movie? I mean, you know. I would watch any movie and like completely be honest with it. Like in, yeah, for that's sure. You, that, that's how you got to do the show because we, um, so we'll have like actors or writers or directors uh, uh, doing guest spots and a lot of them aren't a lot of them are uh i don't know how to describe it like they they're afraid to to be honest oh, uh that's because, not me <laughs> well they're afraid to be honest because they don't want to piss off directors that they might work with or producers they oh might yeah work that with makes sense yeah. and stuff and and then on top of that we review a lot of my friends' movies and stuff, and we're one hundred percent honest. Some of them aren't happy with our yeah. reviews, and I mean, there's a way to be con like a constructive criticism, like in in well, a respectful. Well, we're always we're always constructive. Mm -hmm. We don't just go, "Oh, that sucked," and that's it, and then like leave it at that. Yeah. We we say yeah. why we don't like things. We back up things. We might be wrong, like you know, we've been called out about being wrong. That's fun. But um, just like that, it's I mean, subjective. I, it's subjective. It's like writing it. Are you really wrong? It, it right. It's I your mean, it's your. Especially if I say I don't know for a fact something, you know, then, you know, I could be wrong, you know, like I'll admit to it. Um, but generally speaking, like this one guy got mad at me and was like, no, you don't like my movie. And I'm like, I do like your movie. And then he talked about how I, I actually did defend it, you know, from the other guy from my buddy but my buddy doesn't know him just knows of him you know so he you know it's a little bit different of a thing and it's hard to 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 do that because it's hard to be subjective but i'm honest you know i don't review films that i'm in or that i've directed but <laughs> of course i have chatted about movies like we did a we did horror film lovers episode where we chatted about my movie and stuff that I did but we, and I gave information about the movie that you know but we didn't say oh you know this was blah 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 or and I'd be 100% honest too and I'd be like yeah that that scene didn't work out because of this this and this you know and so, yeah so it'd be it'd be neat to kind of be behind the scenes on um you know, on, on a movie set. Like I, I've never seen that before, but like in meeting Andre, you know, he's kind of brought me into like the, this, the trilogy that we're, that we have, that's not even in pre-production yet. Like as a head copywriter. And then, you know, we have the marketing director that is, is going to be, um, is going to actually be working with us with our agency, like as one of our service partners. So he is the one who does the, the extreme social growth and influencing and all of that. Very so cool. it's kind of, yeah, it is cool. I mean, we don't know when these things are going to start or when they're going to happen, but it's pretty neat. Like, and yeah. 
I don't have any experience with any of that, but it's, but I think I could do amazing at it. Like I think, especially I when mean, it's a it, challenge, then yes. It sounds like it's something that you have had experience with, not just, just not in that particular industry, but you've done things similar or whatever. So I think you definitely, I think it's funny because like the entertainment industry is so much, so much similar to other industries, you know, um, the only difference I think really with a lot of stuff is like, you know, when you look at like, I, I want to like say like stuff like uh, there's actors who get fired for saying the wrong thing on Twitter, you know, or Instagram or whatever. And I want to know what your thoughts are on that because like there was an actress and I adore her and uh, her name's Melissa um, Barrera. And she was on the movie Scream uh, 5 and 6. Okay. And she got fired from Scream 7 because she um, said something about Gaza, you know, and stuff. And and the way that I guess it sounded was like, you know, very anti-Semitic, but she wasn't. She wasn't being that way. And she yeah. explained herself, but she didn't get to explain herself to yeah, the company. Okay. company just, uh, you know, let her go. Yeah. and everything and i think you know especially in that industry it's so weird that people can just disney can just fire yeah. somebody because they posted something wrong on uh uh facebook or instagram or, or twitter yeah. um roseanne barr got fired for saying you know things that you know from her own show and then they just changed the name right. and everything right. and, and but most companies they can't they can't really do that you know um and i so, don't know i weird. okay i'm like i'm a big i'm really against racism like like really against really against it mm -hmm. it and i also am a, and a, a big believer um and admit to the fact that we all have biases that we don't realize that are subconscious and that we don't even we wouldn't even admit to Mm -hmm. it, it it's it's just like so like how many times do you say a slang and you don't even think there's anything wrong with it and then you think about what you just said because somebody looks at you and you, you know <laughs> I've had that happen to me um before and and then I thought wow like you don't think about that but I um it it is pretty crazy now like even just with the me too movement and stuff as well is, is that now you can't almost you breathe wrong and you're like you're fired or whatever and I, i've seen that happen with someone a marketer here <clears throat> online that um lost his job as a teacher a substitute but he was also like getting there successfully in marketing but he was still kept the teaching job he got fired because he was really always risque online like really you know he'd always put inappropriate things and stuff like that and he got fired <clears throat> um i it's tough to, to say because like, I don't know what was said. I don't know what this actress said. I, I never heard it. So it's hard to say when you, you don't actually right. know it's out of context. And then you're saying she didn't get a chance to explain. I don't think it, she did because like, yeah, what I remember reading is like she, uh, and I like, you know, there's could be false information. So, I mean, uh, anybody listening and that actually knows, I mean, feel free to correct me. Um, but what I remember reading is that she 
said this stuff and it was it wasn't even on her like regular page on instagram it was one of her stories you know and stuff and because she posted it and she has a lot of followers um they they felt it was anti-semitic or whatever and they just let her go and she found out through the news you know herself just like everybody else that she yeah. was fired and i don't think she was ever talked to about that however there was <laughs> wow. an, another actress who got fired from disney uh she was part of the star wars stuff um gina carano and um i i do not like endorse every anything she says like whatever like if she's i'm not saying you know either way but i believe like uh she she has stated and it could be wrong but she has been stated that she hasn't been she wasn't given enough you know like fairness you know to the firing she was just kind of fired uh because of what she wrote they just but i think what did she of, write in that one Steve? or well what did she write she kind of wrote about um uh it was it she explains do i have to look it up on the thing it was something it was something um biased or racist or anti-semitic this no, it was this was like uh because she's Republican. Um oh, political mumbo. It was a, yeah, it yeah. Was political um stuff, which also was Melissa that was political, even though it was it came off anti Semitic, it was a political uh mm. thing. Um Jareen yeah. Carano was terminated from her role as swiftly as her character character's peaceful home planet of Alderaan had been destroyed by the Death Star. The lawsuit alleges that she was fired because she dared voice her own opinions against an online bully mob who demanded her compliance with their extreme progressive ideology. Um, and Disney and Lucasfilms have now filed a response to the lawsuit. Oh, there's, so there's a lawsuit going on right now um, oh, about geez. what... Uh, because apparently, I guess, from what I remember reading... Uh, Elon Musk found a company that can help uh, lawsuits like file a, you know, kind of a, a, a complaint thing, like a big, um, I don't know, what, what do they call it? Where they get a bunch of uh, a, a class action suit against Disney for uh, wrongful firing and stuff. Wrongful uh, yeah. Wrongful termination, which I, that's this has always been the problem with the entertainment industry we can they can fire you if they just don't like you you know most jobs you can't get fired for that but uh you know what nowadays you'd be shocked the nine to fivers are getting fired because they're not liked if they're not unionized they're not protected then then they can get fired for not being liked yeah i'm seeing it i'm actually seeing it yeah. But but you know back in the day for I mean like uh uh what is it um people would get fired for not sleeping with other people you know or whatever you hear all that kind of scummy shit that you know happens in this entertainment industry and so there's a lot of that and um Disney was one of those people that's like supposed to be a fair work environment kind of like like Walmart's very you know fair work you know and everything you would literally have to to do something really bad and they even 
from what I've understood, I thought they re like would retrain people or train people, you know, that, um, you know, have like little training sessions with people if they like mess up. Like if you say one tweet that's wrong, you know, we're going to we're going to tell you, you know, this is what you have to say or what you can say, or what you can't say kind of thing. But technically, that goes against free speech. Um, media yeah media rehab that sounds like a media rehab program just like because I know I worked at a place when I was a lot younger where if you were hooked on drugs they would put you through rehab and pay for it to re rehabilitate you yeah you wouldn't get fired they would like help you yeah right well that's that okay so I'm actually I don't know if you know this about me but I'm I've been sober for 10 over 10 years no so. I did not know that yeah, but I didn't go to rehab. Um, uh, my life was my rehab. Like I, I just you know, um, I, I, I did what I did. But uh, I don't talk about that stuff. But I talk about that. I've been, I've been, you know, over ten years sober. So, but the rehabs, I know a lot of people have gone through rehab, and uh, the success rate is not that great. Um, because a lot of it is the people like saying, okay, you know what, I'm gonna to fire go. you if you don't go to this thing yeah. and the problem with addicts and or people with um uh alcoholism uh which are technically are addicts as well um they are my my thing is and i've talked to i've had to talk to one of my best for my one of my best friends who unfortunately has passed um her mom about this before and i had to explain to her mom she's uh you know, because she was like, oh, I'm going to get her into a all-girl rehab because the guys are the problem. And I go, you, you can do that, but she's just going to find other girls to, to do this stuff with if she wants it. Like, the thing is, does she want to stop drinking? You know? And if she doesn't want to stop drinking or yeah. doing drugs, like, yeah. she's not going to... Like, no rehab. Yeah. Like, rehab doesn't work on people who aren't really serious about it they have you know? to be willing a willing participant not just willing yeah. like they have to just they have to want to be sober and yeah so many people just want the people off their backs that's it they don't want yeah. to stay sober because yeah. they think that down the line they're going to be able to drink or do drugs again and it's all going to be fine Problem is when you get to a, a point in life, uh, you know, all of a sudden you're going to, you know, like you've crossed the line. If you're if you're an addict or uh, alcoholic, you've crossed some line where there's no there's no going back. There's no you're going to just not drink for the rest of your life and you're going to be fine. You know, you're going to need some kind of thing, whether it's a 12 uh, step work or there's you know uh, there was a celebration recovery i tr i tried celebrate recovery that's what it's called i tried it didn't didn't like it didn't stick for me but other people have tried it and they love it you know mm -hmm. um so it's it's just whatever works for you and you know and most places don't tell you oh this is the only the only thing you can do you know like well, my stepdad, when he, when he met my mom, like we've got kind of a cool story uh, and he's told everyone and everyone like growing up since 
But when I was seven and then when I turned eight, my mom, you know, met my stepdad and like she had divorced my real dad uh, when I was seven and they were married 13 years and she uh, met my stepdad and he, I wouldn't say he was a drunk, but he would drink. And, and the reason she left my real father was biological is because, um, because he had started drinking again. And so she mm. was like, that's it. I'm done. If you do this again, and I'm just going to leave. And so that's what happened there. So then when she met my stepdad and I, we were at uh, someone's house and I remembered seeing him, I was only eight. Remember seeing him with a, beer, a bottle of beer in his hand and I pulled her aside and I said, mom, are you going to marry a drunk again? That's what I said. And um, he heard. And so ever since that day, he hasn't touched a drop. Oh, but and, still, yeah. yeah, that's, that's scary. But, like, uh, like that, like, because he sees this little girl look at him, like, and that's how she views him. So that's all it took was something profound enough, right? And he oh. had drinking days where it was like binge drinking, where he'd be passed out in the streets and not know where he, how he got there. So, I mean, something like that, you can't pick and choose the day when that is going to occur. Like you can't right. say, I'm going to change because this is going to happen. And it just happens. Like, it's just like with the letter with me learning to copyright. I didn't choose, you know, that that was going to be the key moment where I was like, okay, this is, this is it. This That's is true. Gonna, right. That is true. Cause like there are, you know, there are uh, moments in your life that are very pivotal and you don't really realize them at the time, you know, like, yeah. you know, you don't look at that and go, you know, um, for me, for, for my alcoholism was, I just, thought I was going to die, you know, like that's all it took was like, I thought that's I was going to die. That's yeah. a very pivotal moment. But I literally thought like, I, I thought I, I, I could see the grim reaper coming for me. Like it got that crazy. And I was just like, I'm done, you know, but unfortunately for my friend who passed and, and she was young, you know, and I loved her and I adored her. She's my, she was like my best friend. Um, and I knew I can I couldn't help her. Like you can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And I yeah. literally think that's that that that's the perfect analogy there's because you can you can tell the tell an alcoholic, you know, um, oh, we don't we don't want you to do that, but until the day they actually say, yeah. like your like your was your stepdad said, yeah. Okay, that's it. You know, and yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to touch this stuff. And and he does whatever it takes not to touch that stuff. And he doesn't yeah. and, and, and whatnot. And uh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. You know, it's other a cool story. It's a cool story. Like it, it, you know, and, and I have a great relationship with my dad and like, you know, my mom and my dad still talk and, and all of that. So there's nothing weird there. It was like, it was like a meant to be progression almost. And like alcohol can really, it can really, um, it, it's powerful. Like I wrote a post about it a while back and people were all commenting, like they thought that I'd been through all this stuff. And I was like, no, no, you don't understand. I have this in my family. So I know what it's about and I know what it's like and what you go through. It's not me. This is just like a expose of like what it's like to be 
the different stages of alcoholism and different the different forms of of drinkers because you've got the social drinker you've got the blackout drinker you mm-hmm. have the functioning alcoholic <laughs> you've got the one that goes to work the next day and you never know they were hung over i know or they're I've, drunk all day <laughs> i've met like i think i have i had a friend who uh he would go to the, these horror conventions with me or whatever and he'd get wasted like wasted wasted like so bad and um (laughs) you know like the day he has to leave he gets up goes no problem you know like and and, don't you have a headache (laughs) and then he saw me one day when i was drunk this is a long a while back at a horror convention that i was with him you know i was staying with him i woke up and i'm ready to grab a bottle of uh you know bottle of vodka just to like you know, start my morning off. This is when we're leaving, and he's like, "What are you? What are you doing?" And I'm like, "You know, I gotta start my day, right? Because I'm not driving." So, like, you know, and they're like, "No, this is not normal. This is not what, you know, we don't want you drunk while we're driving across, you know, to the cross country to go home. You know, yeah, no, no interest." So, uh, he made me very upset because I was. You know, like a little kid without his uh bottle, you know, and stuff. <laughs> I was very, very grumpy little kid. But well, and yeah, yeah. What were you saying? I was just gonna say it's like smoking, even too. Like I've never tried it. I've never tried drugs. Um, I guess I'm a baby when it comes to that. But drinking, yes, for sure. In my twenties, um, not until my twenties. But yeah, the you know, I've had a few passed out in the bathroom at the bar and like had to be carried out. I've had those days. So definitely could understand that that could be, that could have turned into a a really bad. You never crossed that line. You never, I swear to God, there is like a time uh, for me. I think it was early. Like a point of no return or whatever. Right. Like, like, but there is like a time where you go from like an alcoholic will go from being a, uh you know once a once in a while kind of drinker to somebody who drinks daily you know or or whatnot and um i absolutely i think like you know if you and and this goes to anyone who's listening uh if you are an alcoholic or you feel like that's what you feel like you are because you know i can't diagnose anyone as an alcoholic only they can so if somebody says i'm not an alcoholic okay you're not one. And, <laughs> I mean, if you don't, you you are if you say you are. You know, um. But me personally, you know, I I know I'm a, I'm known as a recovering alcoholic, so I don't drink anymore. But that doesn't mean that I I lose being an alcoholic. Like that's still with right. me. So at any time I start drinking again, uh, like that's it. You know, I go back to the the shit that I was with before, which. I have no interest in anymore, you know, because I yeah. I have plans. We we both have goals, dreams, and hopes, right. and that shit will that shit will go down. Uh, but anybody else who wants to, you know, who wants to stop drinking, just stop drinking. Just say, you know, you want to stop drinking, and then, you know, if you if you look up alcoholic at all on Google, it'll tell you to find help. By the way, if you just look up the word alcoholic, it all of a sudden like, do you need any help? Here's the yeah. here's the things to call and 
here's the sites it's, it's to go so to. It's so backwards, though, like when you think about it, because you see ads for booze everywhere. It's socially acceptable. It's actually not socially acceptable to not have a drink. If you're in a setting like a party, you're the only one not drinking. They're looking at you like, what's wrong with you? Like it, you almost have to have a drink that has nothing in it. It's just pop or right. water. Pretend and look like you're, pop. yeah. Look like if, you're drinking because well, then you'll fit right in. And that's what a lot of uh, recovering alcoholics have kind of been taught to do is they've been taught to pretend to drink with people who are drinking because it's, you know, very annoying being asked all the time, you know, oh, what are you drinking? Do you want me to get you something to drink? No. You know, so let me yeah. just look like, look like I'm doing it because nobody bothers you if you look like you have a drink in your hand. Nobody. I know, you know. it's like it, they say, well, they want everybody to be the life of the party, but. I, maybe it's just like a, I don't know how to explain, um, you know, if you're, if you're the one drinking and then you're with people that aren't, mm -hmm. you feel really self-conscious, even if you're drinking, you want everyone else to join in that. They say, oh, it's misery loves company, but maybe it's just, yeah, you want them to be on your level, like where you're at the same. Right. Because your inhibitions are down. It's it, But it's a depressant. There's a reason why at the end of the night you're crying for your old boyfriend when you've had too many booze. Like it, you know, you're not, it, it, then you just start a, bl a blubbering mess. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I call up one of my best friends who became my roommate. Uh, actually, Andre's hung out with her um, and has good friends with her, but she, I would call her up. Uh, this was back when I used to drink, and I would call her up and I would complain that I had no friends. Yet I was talking to like my best friend, you know, I'd be like, I have no friends. Nobody likes me. You know, yeah. you know nobody likes you when you're drunk, you know, like drunk, drunk, like nasty. And I have this on video camera. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. No, it's, it's, oh man. So many times has my family threatened to like, you know, videotape me or something when I was drunk and I'm so glad they never did it. They wanted to, but I don't think they wanted to like see it again. You know, it's oh, just not it, a... no. That's what I was gonna say. Sorry that I I forgot my last thought was with the whole cigarettes. Is that I've never tried smoking or drugs, but like it is tough for someone to learn how to quit smoking. And mm. you can't tell your boyfriend or wife or, or you know girlfriend to stop smoking unless they choose to do it. It is. I think it's one of the hardest things. It might be right. the hardest thing to quit more than booze. I it's, never drank. So I'm very happy, you know, or not drink. I never smoked. Never smoked. Yeah. Same, yes. same. Yeah. And I, uh, I like, I might've smoked one like drag once, you know, or whatever, but it wasn't even enough to really do anything for me. Cause I just did not like it. I remember that. And I did not have any interest in that shit because a, it smelled and B yeah. I just, and now smoking is not, you know, is sort of being unacceptable like you know you have to go to certain you're kind of you know uh That's sent true. to different places and yeah. you are um and now they're trying to find like they're doing vapes so vaping is becoming a thing which they did it because now it smells better but like people still don't want that around you know necessarily so yeah. it's a one of those things of you know and it's, it's a turn off. Like I've always found it to be a real turn off. Like if a guy smokes, 
that's a big turnoff to me. Like right. that's just not, I don't, I'm not interested in that. Same with drugs. Like if someone was to talk about doing even, even pot, like I'm like, ah, no, thanks. Thanks, but no, thanks. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't get turned off by that or whatever. Um, I don't, I, it, to me, it's because I mean, living in Virginia, especially smoking is a big, big thing in Virginia. So like, you know, I'm so used to smokers <laughs> around here. So it doesn't yeah. bother me. I actually kind of, I, I, I'm weirdly enough, I wouldn't do it, but I, I don't mind people smoking cigars around me. I actually think those and pipes are kind of cool. They find that but, very different cigars from cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's yeah. sort of a cool thing. Like, yeah. you know, you see like Arnold Schwarzenegger sm smoking a cigar and you think of like an action star or something. I yeah. don't know. When they close um, a big deal, they, they like real estate sell million dollar properties. Then they take out the cigar and then they have right. Exactly. And they yeah. celebrate. And so it's <laughs> kind of like champagne, but yeah. You know, or whatever. So they'll take out champagne and cigars, and that's what they do. Um, I don't smoke cigars. I don't smoke whatever. Um, I don't uh, drink. So I, I would just be the kind of guy to be like, I'll just take a coffee. You know. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's how I celebrate: coffee or uh, grape soda, or not grape soda. Was the uh, some whatever the the kind of stuff that they sell that's not um uh like diet not you know it's like it's like what's that stuff that's uh it's not champagne but it looks like champagne it's like i don't know whatever i'm i'm totally like, like spritzer non-alcoholic yeah it's like a non-alcoholic uh thing but it's like doesn't even like it wouldn't have alcohol at all in it it's uh uh but anyway uh, I, I would do that stuff. I don't know. Okay. No, I, I do not like any of those fancy schmancy waters. I hate them. I try. I don't like them either. They taste weird. Yeah. They taste yeah. terrible. Like, I, I think you're going to need to cut this, this episode up into like. Oh, no, we're putting it all out. Oh, really? Oh, one hour and almost two hours. Yeah. No, that's how I do all my shows. I put them oh, all okay. out. All the way fucking out, you know, because I'm like, you know, it's, okay. uh, we, I, I, I can I can yap. That's once again I got remember people used to pay me not to talk. So um sadly they don't do that anymore. You know, nobody pays me not to do my podcast. You know, if they did, maybe I <laughs> you know, maybe things would be different. But uh no. So I I yeah. I think when I first did my podcast, I was like, Oh, this is kinda cool. I can just jibber jabber with people and yeah, you know. Yeah, I I like them. I think I'd rather be the guest on one that actually no, it depends. It depends on who it is. I right. like doing them as well. Like if if I'm doing the interviewing, if it's a really interesting, like I've done I've done quite a few where they've had like a really traumatic past, and then they talk about where they've come out of that and what they're doing now and they, how they've changed their life around. Those ones are interesting. I have some where I have to split them up because they're like four hours long. So nobody wants to watch that that long, no matter how good it is. <laughs> I watch this. I watch these like uh, YouTube videos, right? A lot of them are telling people how to make YouTube videos and, and things like not tutorials, but like, like, you know, uh, whatever. They're just trying to teach you kind of the ins and outs of um, Gary Vee does it too, where social media and how to 
you know what to talk about or whatever um but this one this this one guy was talking about the podcast how to start a podcast how to get podcasts going and one of the things that they were talking about was like one of the don't do's or don'ts one of the don'ts was like don't get into like uh like your childhood where did you know where did you grow up I'm always, I, I I'm always fascinated by that yeah like i my favorite podcaster right now is uh michael rosenbaum i don't know if you ever heard of him but he was lex luther yeah he was lex luther on the smallville show oh, okay he's got a uh okay. he's got a podcast called inside of you where it's like inside of you with michael rosenbaum and he interviews these uh you know celebrities you know people i know you know and big you know he'd be like oh my god this is great and um so I, i've watched you know his interviews and i um, mean he is he goes into she tries to get into we call it inside of you right so he tries to get into kind of the deep stuff too like you know you know the traumas that people have or i like that know, and, yeah. and stuff like that so i wanted to do something like that and when i started doing this i would sometimes go that route like i this interview we got we got information about your family and stuff but i yeah. wasn't like a you know tell me about your family you know it was like a natural I'm pretty open like you can ask me almost anything and i'll tell you like i'll tell you the truth yeah, yeah. um but yeah so that's what he does and i i admire him and i've always sort of like after i you know when i started doing this more and more i was like oh kind of want to not be like him you know or whatever because there's only one michael rosenbaum you know and he does a great <laughs> yeah. job doing it um i want to be you know doing my stuff and sort of have a similar you know thing with that but like i yeah. said i did it my i do it my way where you know everything so anyway i think that about wraps it up i mean i think yeah. we talked a good amount i mean maybe at another time we'll do a part two maybe but uh, right now, I think it's it's great. Um, so tell everybody, what's like your website? Like where can people find out about your company? Right now, like we have it, it's called funnelcortex.com. But we are changing the name. It is in the process, like not quite yet, but we are going to change it, change it out and stuff. And really, when you go there, you're only going to see the stuff on funnels. You're not going to see all the other services we provide. That's all you need to ask for it for the right. uh yeah. Yeah. For all the other things that I talked about. Um, and then you can just find me on Facebook, Joy Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-O-N. And the yeah, the one with the most followers is the right one, not the fake. Like if uh, there's any other ones. Wait, are there, are there, are there, do you have fakes? Do you have people like pretending to be you? There's a couple. I don't know how you get them closed down, but um, I, I was scammed once in a Bitcoin scam a couple of years ago. Yeah. And so they opened up some profiles under me and I just, yeah, it was it, not a huge deal. Nothing, nothing major like what a lot of them deal with, but yeah. So just like Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, yeah. You can just reach out to me there. We do custom. So anything and everything that you need copy related and with, with your marketing, we can help you nice. and yeah, just book an appointment and then we can go from there. Nice um so yeah so you're and you're on all the platforms though right i am but like not really twitter ig is not really 
I'm not really on there much. It's mostly Facebook and 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 uh, LinkedIn. Those two. And LinkedIn, You've talked I can't. to a little bit, but LinkedIn, I can't do as much just because I don't it's... like LinkedIn. <laughs> I know. We'll see it on camera. It's, it's snobby. Just, yeah, uh, it's just not. Well, I mean, maybe it is, but what mm -hmm. I, it's just, I just can't get it. You know, like like Facebook is a social media app. So a lot of it's like yeah. my personal shit and my professional shit kind of mixed into one thing. Yeah. But like, and then Instagram is more pictures. Twitter is like you want, you know, is both, but you can only say a certain amount of stuff, you know, like you have this amount. Of, so it's like more like you have to compress everything into whatever. Right. Which is yeah, they don't give you much room. Kind of cool, actually. I kind of like that because then, then it kind of teaches you to kind of be a little, you know, to not not be long winded. Yeah, um, that's true too. Yeah, but uh, and I think Musk wants to change that at some point or something. I'm sure it, it's it's a part of what makes uh, X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, different. You know, uh, which I don't I like. use Twitter. Like I think I have like 20 followers. <laughs> Yeah. Same with YouTube. I do have YouTube as well. You can look me up on there. The only thing I have on YouTube is is my podcast. That's all that's on YouTube. Well, just that's all that they need to check out. Check out your podcast. Uh, what's your podcast called? It's just it's just my name, Joy Kristen. Okay. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I I think there's numbers after. I don't even know what it is. It's okay. same thing with a lot of subscribers, but like any of these podcasts, they go they go on my media and then I put them on YouTube but I don't promote it or anything. I don't try to grow it. At least not right now. I'm too busy trying to do other things to then worrying about myself. Yeah, apparently you're doing too yeah. much already. So, you know, you're getting told you can't you do too much. So that's why you're getting turned down from things because, you know, um, which, hey, <laughs> it's not a bad, like if you're doing stuff, I mean, you know, you said you're right. They're right when they turned you down. So there Pardon you me? what, what was that? I said you you were you know you said they were right when they turned you down right like you were doing a lot of stuff right like already when so when they came to you and said oh we 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 weren't going to hire you because you do too much you were like well, well that one with the Tony Robbins yeah protege, I, yeah I was I was like damn but I really wanted that one that was a few years back though it was a few years ago so I was a, I was way more green then. But I, I could have did it and I would have done good at it. But it, it that was a big letdown because I really wanted that job. And like I said to you, I'm I'm not so well versed on pitching my services. I'm better at being referred <laughs> just because I'm referring other businesses. So it's wow. obviously everybody would want it that way. Oh, just bring business to me, refer to me. But you obviously have to exchange value. You have to do the same thing as well in order to get that back. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, everybody, thank you guys for checking this out. Um, I don't know, don't have anybody on the schedule for next week. So there might be a week or two without uh, out, out somebody or whatever. Uh, but uh, we'll be back as soon as I can. So uh, thank Take you. Take a break. Ah, take a break <laughs> i don't know if i can i'm just like you i like to constantly be doing something so um i yeah. actually get sad when i don't have a podcast like you know when i take too long of a break you know yeah 
I like I, I go crazy. All my friends are like, wait, are you doing a podcast while you're on vacation? And I, I'm like, I'm doing two, three podcasts when I'm on <laughs> Yeah. I can't, yeah, exactly. I can't sit still and not do anything because it just doesn't make any sense to me. But Well, send, uh send me the taping and I'll put it up there too and put it on my YouTube and that. And yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, It definitely. was fun. Two Yeah. hours just went by fast. <laughs> I know. Seriously, I was surprised. Uh, some of these things are two hours, some are an hour and a half, some are an hour. Like, you just don't know. It just depends on how much the person can can talk, you know. So we can we can jib, jibber jab for sure. All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much. And uh, join us soon. Until then, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye.